everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Barger-Miles, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me as per usual is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Well, my moving woes continue apace. Um, for those of you who did not listen to next week's episode or just are... I don't know, overly invest in the saga of where I'm living and recording the show. Um, I'm still recording in the closet. This is all because two episodes ago, right before I moved, I was like, ooh, it's going to be the last one on the floor. And then it turned out that, uh, my, that my office isn't finished, so I can't record in my office. And I'm in the closet, so it's great. It's the bedroom closet, so it's sort of still keeping in tradition. It could be worse. You you could be recording in like a bathroom or a bathtub. I do know I I know of podcasters that do that. Oh really? I yeah. feel like Mark would not want me to record in the bathroom. He specifically told me to put a lot of soft things in my office. Mm. So it's probably I think it's why he likes the closet idea because yeah, it's close. Because I have sense. like a really big closet now, which is actually kind of cool slash humiliating because I don't know if I have enough clothes to fit in it, but podcast space i guess hey you know you just made yourself a podcast studio and you didn't even know it uh so what are we talking about today anyway uh today is fall preview day which means you get to play cruise director because you are the one that has the sheet of things oh yes i do um it's also almost fall like when did that happen um i i blame i don't know society um the march of linear time yeah i think i blame the march of linear time that that's what i'm blaming today um i don't know but there's actually quite a bit coming this fall uh i don't know uh if if people have been sort of like following along on the blog um on on the website of us covering uh what's coming but there's actually quite a bit especially in october um so I think we're just going to kind of go in order of the things that 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 we've that have caught our eye that we think are going to be worth paying attention to, even if they're not, even if some of them aren't as good as others. Um, uh, you know, I think that these are. I think that this is pretty much a good list for people who are looking for like the best things to watch this fall. Um, and the one I wanted to start with is actually one that um. I'm not sure that I'd totally recommend it, but I, I for people who love comedies, um, Disney Plus has started uh, ordering shows like UK based shows. Their first one was Welcome to Wrexham, which went to Hulu. Um, they've also ordered this comedy called Wedding Season, which is also going to Hulu. Um, they're sort of not quite. They've ordered stuff, but they haven't actually quite gotten the nerve to put it on Disney Plus yet, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, but Wedding Season is basically a kind of a black comedy where um, a woman basically meets her true love at a wedding. Um, unfortunately, she's already engaged and is getting married in two weeks to some other dude. Um, so... At the actual wedding, like, she's sleeping with this new guy, and he actually comes to her wedding and crashes her wedding and, like, tries to stop it, like, you know, does the whole I object thing. And she's like, no, 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 we have to, we have to, we have to go through with this wedding. Everybody's paid for it. I mean, those deposits really are, like, mostly non-refundable. Uh, and so... Can th confirm. They, they, uh, they, they, the, the wedding happens, and she's married for about, I don't know, 30 minutes, uh, however long it takes to move to the reception and everyone start eating... Because everybody at the wedding table keels over dead except for her. So uh, basically, 
you know, everybody thinks that the guy did it, that he basically killed her husband and her husband's family and her family so that she would marry him. Uh, He thinks she did it. The cops aren't sure which one and don't really care. Um, So the two of them go on the run together and it's sort of a rom-com mystery love thriller road trip. Annie has been pushing this show at me for several weeks now. She like wants to do an episode on it and everything. And I just keep making this face where I just like if I could raise one eyebrow in a very sort of like Spock from Star Trek way, like that's what I would be doing because I'm just like, what? Well, the thing is, is that this is um, it is it, it this is goes back to my obsession with streaming. This is what Disney thinks we want from a British show. And I is it even a British show? Yes, it is. It, it's actually from their UK division. Um, it is literally it is set in the UK. Everybody in it's British. It's really British. It's not British-ish. This isn't like Lord of the Rings or 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 House of the Dragon. Like this you is guys straight just up. Don't know how often we have this argument, but like truly, Lord of the Rings is not British at all. Don't listen to her. Like the man that wrote it is British. The show is not. Um, but honestly, like wedding season is really like their idea of what we want from british television oh well i don't think i want that i find that fascinating and it's one of the reasons why i have it on my list of things to watch this fall because i want to know what disney thinks i want because disney as the most american of companies like you know honestly hulu already has a whole thing that it's got going on separately that it did before this whole disney thing with bbc3 where it does normal people and conversation with friends and harlots it's had some really great stuff and this is what we're transferring to i'm i'm color me concerned uh i don't really have any feelings about the show <laughs> uh at at all really no i know but i i i i i feel i feel that it is an important milestone to check out for people who are interested in seeing and perhaps this is what 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 perhaps there is an audience for this i just i'm not I, sure who... maybe there is it's i don't think it's me but i also wonder we could probably do a whole episode on this if you're not giving disney a little too much credit in sort of like the long con they're playing here i don't think they think about this that much well, no, I do think they think about it, though, because they've started an entire British division. Well, yes, because Disney Plus is also in England. Yes. And so they have to make British programming in the same way that Paramount Plus does and in the same way that Netflix does. And each of them has their own idea of what kind of British shows they want to make. And this is Disney's. Um I find I I don't know I just I find it very interesting and it's one of the things that I have on the to watch list. Um, whether or not it's good, we'll see. Um, the Serpent Queen is the other thing that's coming out in September, and this that one... is extremely rated for me. Yes. So why don't you talk about that one? Uh, that one is like targeted and targeted at me with like a laser beam. Um, it stars Samantha Morton, and it's about Catherine de Medici, and it's basically just like. I've seen the first couple of episodes and it's just really leaning into the sort of breaking the fourth wall, acknowledging like all the bad sort of tropes and reputation things that everyone assumes about her. If you know anything about Catherine de Medici, it's probably that she liked to poison people. Um, <laughs> hence where the moniker the Serpent Queen came from. But she was also really brilliant. She was one of the longest. She was only queen. She was never queen in her own right. She was a regent in charge of one of her sons. She outlived all of her sons. No, not true. Outlived two, almost outlived the third one. Outlived her husband, who was in love with another woman. 
through their entire marriage uh, and basically just stayed in power in France for like 60 years. So, I mean, she's amazing. She's a, she was a, she was a huge sort of, um, you know, sponsor and benefactor of art and architecture, like the Tuileries, the, tu- the Tuileries, the Tuileries, Duolingo would be really mad at me for that is uh, I think she sort of was involved in the design of it. I don't know. She was friends with Notre Dame. So everybody thinks she was a witch. I think odds are she was probably not a witch. Just guessing based on the fact that history's go-to assumption about women that refuse to sort of bow down to the party line is that they were witches, but that's just me guessing. Uh, Samantha Morton is wonderful. It's got really great costumes. It's another, I think, winner in the, in the stars kind of female focused historical dramas that Basically, they're making for me. I, I'm I'm definitely interested in the fact that we're doing a French queen this time um, instead of uh, a British queen, um, even though this is a UK show um, and this is a Stars production. Um, I also find it fascinating. This is coming out right when Leonardo is airing over on the CW because that's got other de Medici connections. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is technically Leonardo aired in... Uh, I think we might actually do an episode on Leonardo because it's like the show is... Bonkers. Incredibly not accurate <laughs> in many ways, but it's also just really fun. And I enjoy that. But it, technically that aired like two years ago, I think, in the UK. And and so it's technically it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I know. It just took forever to come here. <laughs> yes, there are so there are some Sforzas. There's some Sforzas and Medicis and whatnot all up in Leonardo as well. Yeah. And a couple of Borgias. Because, <laughs> you know, just in case. Um so the other thing coming in September and sort of the third and final thing is uh, Vandervalk is returning to PBS. Um, we will, of if course... you too forgot that Vandervalk was a show, <laughs> don't feel bad. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, honestly, like, I, I totally get it. Um, I really did forget they were doing a season two of this. I mean, it's been a, it's been a while. It it just it the timing of it was so bad. Like the, it is so one of those shows that like literally it aired in the UK just before the pandemic hit. It was massively so like we got it over here in the fall, but then it was massively delayed in season two because they couldn't film again in Amsterdam until like late last year. Um, honestly, you know. The thing about Vandervalk is that it is very workmanlike. It is, you know, your your very standard kind of mystery. And for those people who really love that kind of mystery, I feel like, you know, this is three epi- this is three episodes of solid television that are coming. Um, but I know Lacey probably isn't too thrilled about it. And you know, it's not my favorite of our mystery shows that we cover. Um, I am much more excited about what follows um in October, um, which is basically a back-to-back-to-back of Miss Scarlet with Magpie Murders and Annika. And that starts in mid-October on PBS, right after Vandervalk finishes. And that basically is like, I feel like somebody like went, hmm, we really just need to give Annie and Lacey a break. So let's just give them this. <laughs> for for six weeks, the two of us will agree on a night of television. <laughs> um. Mostly, I think. I think it is a little bit more rated for Annie than it is rated for Lacey because I don't know. We just can only green light one like period drama a year on PBS right now. And that's really just like sad to me. I realize Miss Scarlet, I love Miss Scarlet, is technically a period piece, but it's also a mystery. And I just want 
I just want the Serpent Queen all the time. Mm. <laughs> That's what I want. But I like that it is very um I like that it's that it's very female forward, it's female focused. It's acknowledging that there's an audience of women who likes these stories about women. And of course, I'm always here for the Leslie Manville Renaissance in all forms. And 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 Magpie Murders um is a fascinating show. Um, is it? I, have, I haven't watched any of the screeners yet because I'm not recapping it, so I won't watch it until we talk about it. <laughs> okay, so Magpie Murders is a mystery within a mystery. It is a contemporary piece and a period piece rolled into one. Basically, um, what happens is uh, there's a novelist, and he basically turns in, he basically turns in his novel to his editor, who is played by Leslie Manville, and she starts reading his mystery, his new mystery book, and she's like, "Wait a minute, where's the last chapter? Oh well, I guess I'll call and find out where it is." And they tell her he's dead. And basically, she realizes that the mystery that he was writing is all the people that he knew in his neighborhood and his in his village, and all of them wanted to kill him, and that the missing chapter is going to tell her who did it. And so she starts fantasizing in her head. She starts seeing his detective that he writes about in his book and he becomes basically her fantasy like partner in crime and the two of them basically go in and out of the book which is set in the 1950s and the real world and basically like they like literally like they go down the they they, they start like at the top of the stairwell in like you know present day and by the time they hit the bottom of the stairs they're in the 1950s again like it just seamlessly moves through um from one period to the other and it's really like it's a fascinating show to watch technically it's a fascinating show to try and unravel the mystery since it's basically a story within a story and there's no guarantee that you know, she believes that the book is going to solve this for her, but she doesn't actually know that. So there's always a question of if she does figure out who killed him, um, if she does find this chapter to tell her who killed him, if that's the really the person who killed him, or if there's a different person who killed him out of the actual people that aren't the fictionalized versions he wrote about. Right? Like, it's so, it, it, it's really mind bending. And I just. I don't, here's, here's my thing. If I were busy writing a book and in that book. I suddenly realized that what I was writing was a volume about how all of my neighbors wanted to kill me. I would probably move. <laughs> That's just me. Everybody's different, but I probably would not sit there and wait to finish the book. I would just go somewhere else. Okay, so the writer Alan Conway, who's the 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 the, the author in the book who gets killed. Um someone asked him at the T someone asked at the TCAs, the guy who wrote the actual novel, who it, who is also the person who uh adapted it, Anthony Horowitz. They asked He's him also the guy who did Foils War, which a lot of yeah. our audience will be really pumped about because that show ran forever and was super popular. Yeah. And um he basically they they basically said is this kind of based on you and he goes no, these are the kinds of authors I hate. These are the kind of authors that think they're too good for what they're writing and think that they, you know, they should be writing the great American novel and instead they're writing cheap trash that makes them millionaires. And I hate those kinds of people. So I thought I thought that was a fascinating, like basically a, a it's a writer writing about the kind of writer he hates. And that writer writes about all the people around him who he hates who are trying to kill him. I just the 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 
the the fish eating itself thing that that comes in this show totally tickles me. I none of that explains why he didn't just move. <laughs> I'm just I'm sorry. Like that just I, I think my neighbors are trying to kill me. Guess what? They're not going to be my neighbors cuz I'm going to be gone. <laughs> so anyway, I I think I honestly do think you will enjoy magpie murders more than you think you will. I know it's a mystery and I do understand that there's part of that, that that part of it will not speak to you. But I think the rest of it and the clever book within a book period piece within a contemporary piece will speak to you. And I do actually, I'm really hoping that you enjoy this one. Because if that's true, then you'll enjoy two out of three. Because I know you love Miss Scarlet. I love Miss Scarlet. Um, This is, season two is looks great so far um will they make out (laughs) is the question of the day of course it is i doubt it but i want it anyway um i also love the fact that not only did masterpiece announce season two was coming in october but they've announced season three and season three is already done and coming in january like i I love that really close right like i think that's basically moving it back to the january slot where where it was at first um, cause it, when it originally debuted, it debuted in January. And I think that's basically them pushing it back to that spot. Um, and that that's where it will live after season three. Like if we get season four and five and whatever else, like that's where it's going to live. Um, but I, 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 I am, I am very, I am pumped for the double dose of Miss Scarlet in fall and winter. I am pumped that she is coming back. I am, I am all about like the period piece mystery of the week in the Victorian stuff. Um, I think the only one you're going to probably not like as much is Annika. Um, and that's because Annika, much like Vandervalk, is kind of this workman mystery of the week. You know, this is very much designed to appeal to people who liked Unforgotten. But well, part of me is like, why did she leave Unforgotten if she was just going to go make the same show on a boat? <laughs> That's what it, like. That's her. That's her. Whatever detective title she has, she's like a a mariner, a mariner. Like, she works in like investigating water based crimes. Um, <laughs> water based crimes. That's awesome. Well, actually, I think I should actually clarify that even further. Like crimes that occur in or on the water, not crimes that are done by water. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. I basically, uh, Nick Nicola Walker already was starring in Annika, Annika as a radio show. She basically, her character, her character's arc had basically come to an end in Unforgotten anyway. And so it made sense for her to move on. And so she basically, they basically just took this radio program and are turning it into a TV show. Um, And it's already been renewed for season two because it was such a hit when it aired in the UK um, that they didn't even wait for over here. Um, In the, in the, in the radio show version, she's actually in Stockholm. Um, but because this is a British TV show, they've moved it to Scotland and it's the Marine Homicide Unit, M-H-U. Is- Water-based. <laughs> um, and it stars, it stars, what's his name from Guilt, the younger brother from Guilt. Oh, um, sorry, I just have really uncomfortable associations with how much I disliked Guilt. So maybe that's not fair to Annika. But it is the way it is. Um, and uh, it also has Katie Leung, who um, uh, Potter fans will remember as a uh, Cho Chang. Um, and uh, I, I forget. There's uh, I forget 
the other guy's name. Um, but basically, like it's 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 a nice little foursome. Um, you know, the same, it, much like Vandervalk, it's a little foursome team. Um, where she's leading, and it's very mystery of the week based. Like, there's not there's some you know family life with her and her daughter, but it's not it, it's not character driven like Grantchester. It's very mystery driven. So I think of the three, this is the one that you're probably going to enjoy the least. Um, but I have high hopes for Magpie Murders and I know you love Miss Scarlet. So th- this could be a really good October. Um, also, Sherwood is coming in October, which is the other show I'm really excited about. She has talked my ear off about this show and we will be doing an episode on it because of that. <laughs> More Leslie Manville, though, because this is like the time of Leslie Manville. Do you know how many shows the TCAs had Leslie Manville in the cast? Oh, at least, I saw at least three. <laughs> um, there, I think it was four or five, actually, once I finished counting. Um, though, I, no, The Crown didn't present. That would have been the fifth. Um, but we'll get to The Crown in a minute. Sherwood is the kind of British show that we don't get enough of over here. Um, basically, it's the, uh, you know, when we think of you know, England, and we think of something like Sherwood, you think Robin Hood, you think, you know, myths and fantasies. But the fact is, is that Nottinghamshire is a real place. Sherwood is a real forest. And there are people who are living there who are still, to this day, like, you know, basically struggling under, like, Tory rule. Um, It is known as of the Red Wall area, it is part of a it is part of a, a a section of England that was crushed under Margaret Thatcher during the uh, minor strikes, and in the not in in the early aughts, it was part of something which was known. I've, I can't, I I am telling you the truth. Spy cops, the spy cops scandal, where people literally where cops literally went undercover and lived entire lives with people who tried to unionize to keep an eye on them for suspicious activity that's a real thing that happened and sherwood is basically a a mystery story that is a it's a it's a real mystery it, it's a real life case that happened um about 10 years ago and a pair of murders that basically had all of this kind of politics this the the these labor politics versus tory politics and the the spy cop story was at that point not broken yet but those people but they really were there around at that point and this is basically like it's a fascinating show um because it's such a complexly political show that's so based in stuff that we in america really don't know a lot about and it's BritBox, yeah? Yes, it's BritBox. And my God, the cast, okay? Can we just... Yeah, it is. The cast is stacked. Okay, it is. It's it's Leslie Manville. It's Kevin Doyle. It's Joanne Froggett. It's Lorraine Ashburn. It's Adil Atgar. It's uh, Falu Chama. Isn't David Morrissey in this? I love him. Yes, David Morrissey and Robert Glenster and Philip Jackson and Sean Gilder and Mark Frost and Alan Armstrong. Like, it is... The, the cast is ludicrous, right? Like, it's, it is all your you know how there's every so often a show comes along and it's all your favorite pbs people remixed that's what this show is <laughs> <laughs> so yes i am very excited for this one and i'm i i really hope you like it um i'm i'm really looking forward to it i hope i like it too because i like all of those people yeah so and maybe it's maybe it's more 
I don't know. I tend to do better with shows like that that are more not like necessarily true crimey, but like that are at least uh, that aren't like, say, a Grandchester and Endeavor where the mystery is like the focus of one episode. And then there's another mystery the next episode. Like maybe I can care about it more if it's like one thing over several installments. But it's not really about the mysteries as much as it's about the history and the politics and the things that are happening around them that uh, that aren't being talked about and 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 the and this scandal that like nobody really knew about at that point um yeah it it's just it's it's a fascinating show um uh and i i don't know if it and i believe it's been renewed for season two already again this was one of those things yeah this is one of those things that was like a massive hit in the uk when it came out um uh, speaking of things that maybe won't be a massive hit, um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we've got Aiden Turner and Leonardo, but we're also getting Aiden Turner in The Suspect uh, later this fall. I don't know. I think I think Leonardo, which, again, not a great show, <laughs> uh, is popular. And like judging by my mentions from when I put that review of it up, thank you to the person who left me a comment in French that I had to Google Translate. <laughs> And then discover they were telling me I was wrong about something. So that was a real treat for me. Um, <laughs> That's a journey of a tweet. Yeah. Well, and I could pick, and you, know, you guys know I'm doing French and Duolingo, yeah? So, like, I could pick out some of the words, but I definitely did not know all the words. So I had to Google Translate. And it was just telling me I was wrong. And I don't know. Maybe I am wrong. They only sent us four episodes out of eight to watch. So I have to review what they send me. Deal with that, everyone. Um... Where was I even going with that? Anyway, the Aiden Turner fandom and the Poldark fandom are alive. So I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about the suspect. They're alive and well and living on the internet. I'm glad to hear it. Um, They will be glad to hear that the suspect is coming in November to Sundance now on AMC+. Um, The suspect actually um just put out its trailer. It's going to start on, uh, I think, ITV over there um later this month or maybe at the end of the month or maybe it's just started i'm not sure um uh, i've sort of lost track of time uh but basically like it's a it's 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 a lot it's one of these like you know he he was an internet famous person and then the world turned on him and he was and 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 accused him of murder and we don't know if he's actually guilty or not kind of shows um and it, it's from the people who do line and duty and vigil and pembrokeshire so you know it's got it, it you know it does have some cred and of course as i said you know aiden turner with a beard which i'm not arguing about in the slightest um it's gotta be better than his leonardo beard because he has a beard for part of leonardo and it just it's it's a little out of control. Oh no 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 no! This is the long, luxurious beard of like Dune. This is a Dune level beard. Um, I, no, I you clearly have not seen the pictures of his Leonardo beard. It's very unkempt. Uh, no, this one this 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 one is this one is nice and silky looking. Um, but the thing is, and and this is why I'm a little hesitant here. Um, Sundance now and AMC have sort of a a, a hit and miss track record of what they pick up. Um, from the UK, like they, some of their stuff is really great. Like I really liked Ten Percent. Some of their stuff is like Show Trial, which I was not really so hot on. And honestly, that was my introduction to the new woman who's going to be taking over for uh, Walker on Unforgotten, and it was not an impressive debut to me. 
Um, Wait, which one? I've only watched the first two episodes of Show Trial. Um, she's she's basically she's the female cop who becomes obsessed. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say she was the female suspect because I love that girl. No, she, the the female suspect was kind of great, but. No, this was not. I was not so impressed. So I'm a little worried about Unforgotten, but I'm just hoping that'll that'll fix itself. Um, the suspect you just slandered one of your favorite shows. I'm I'm just saying, like, you know, because of that, I am a little nervous about the suspect. We'll see how it goes, but right now I'm not so sure that this. We'll see. Um, but I, that, just, I, I just want the Aiden Turner collective on the internet to note which one of us said that because it was not me. Like, <laughs> stay out of my mentions. I am going to watch this. Aiden Turner is great at the end. Okay. Um, while you're watching that, I'm going to watch The Capture. Uh, season two of The Oh, ca- you do like that show. I do. Admittedly, this is a very strange full circle. I do love Holiday Granger because she played, wait for it, Lucretia Borgia. <laughs> <laughs> I can bring it all back, you guys. I can bring it back to the period dramas if you just give me enough room. I'm glad I gave you enough room. Uh, The Capture was one of Peacock's uh, launch series when it came out back uh, in July of 2020. It was basically the only really good thing they had other than, like no other than nothing they it was basically the best thing they had um and because of the pandemic it, there was no way to make a second season because like they everything was shut down um so you know almost three years later we now finally get the capture season two it is back um i really thought that the first one was great i loved the whole like i i i, I loved the whole idea of of the government basically like having this sort of secret cabal that that basically like you know does deep fake videos um to basically like make it so that certain suspects suddenly have like a a video that shows that they did something that they didn't actually do or somebody they want to not get convicted they literally deep fake the video so that they're that the person is not guilty, right? Like it's, uh, I thought that as a concept was really kind of amazing. I was a little startled by the end. This is one of those shows like Bodyguard where you kind of get this sort of like real hard swing to the right at the very end of the show. That, the, the, you know, the fact is, is that, you know, decades of Tory rule have kind of turned British shows into that sometimes um but I'm very interested to see where it goes in season two because Holiday Granger's character basically joined the bad guys and I want to see what happens <laughs> oh that explains why all of her press photos for this season are sort of got like an edgier haircut yeah no and um oh and it's got Indra Varma um as oh, we love her yeah she's a uh, she's guest starring this season um and see see who else is a uh, um I can't think who else is in it. Well, Ben Miles is back. Leah Williams is back. And Ron Perlman are back. Those are the three that were basically like the big ones uh, from season one um, who run this terrible division. Uh, Ron Perlman is the American counterpart in the CIA. Uh, Leah Williams is the person who basically gets uh, Granger's character's name is D.I. Carey. She basically is the one who like seduces D.I. Carey into coming over to the dark side with them. Um I, I'm 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 really into like seeing how this show goes and seeing how it plays Andy Nyman and Rob Yang. Those are the two people I couldn't think of. Andy Nyman from Unforgotten and Rob Yang from Succession are also in this season. Wait, who is he on Succession? Um, he he's um he's one of the uh, 
he he's, he's like Frank. He's like what Frank or Carl? Mm-hmm, yeah, he's one of those. Yeah, okay. He's 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 one of the non-family member family members that's always there. Um. Also coming probably in November. This is where we sort of run into the the the. Oh, the... you know what is coming in November that I know is coming in November. We should talk about, even though technically it's an American adaptation of a French novel, is Dangerously Liaison <gasps> on oh, Stars. Right. Which looks really fun. This is another one of those almost British-ish shows, but it's more British than British-ish. I, t- I, tend to, I tend to just embrace it if it's a costume drama at this point. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, because of the cast, like, this is one where I am, where... where... More Leslie Manville. <laughs> right, more <laughs> Leslie Manville. <laughs> this is one where, you know, the thing is, is, you know, when we hit these sort of British-ish shows, the first thing I think of is, who is it behind the camera as well as in front of the camera? And this is one where it's British behind the camera as well as British actors. So even though it's an American adaptation of a French novel um, airing on stars, it's still British-ish enough for us. I Like I said, my standards are low. Are they wearing like period <laughs> appropriate dresses? I'm there. It's a, it's a prequel, I think, to mm-hmm. sort of what most people will know as Dangerous Liaisons, which is the movie that had Michelle Pfeiffer and Glenn Close and... Um, John Malkovich, yes, mm-hmm. in it, which honestly Glenn Close should have won an Oscar for, and I'm still mad about it. That scene at the end when she's taking off her makeup is like iconic, and I think this is when um, Valmont and the woman who will become Madame de Mertuel, uh, uh are together when they're younger. I think that's the premise. Yes, that is exactly what this is. This is basically them clawing their way up the ladder. And they, because because they very they they basically tell you in the movie or in the book if you've read the book, uh, that they had a thing back in the day, and that's why they're sort of so hateful towards each other because usually you don't get that unless you had something distinctly not hatey before yeah. that. Um, and I, this is another one where you just have an over the top cast of like amazing people, as you mentioned. This was like the fourth thing Leslie Manville was in that got. <laughs> Uh, presented the TCAs. Uh, Carice Van Houten is in it. Uh, Paloma Faith is in it. Uh, uh, I hope she sings. Um, Michael McHayton is in it. Um, it just it, this is like such a stacked cast. I'm so here for this. Um, you know, I apparently am just a stars stand now. I'm like, it's okay. They they, they make the period dramas. I watch the period dramas yeah. and also Heels. Heels is great. <laughs> It's. Ter- I'm not kidding. It's so no, good. I know. And Heels is one of those underrated gems that, like, no one people are going to find in ten years, and it's going to be like a cult thing that people love. And yeah, um, I'm looking forward to when the rest of the world catches up with us on that one. Anyway, you were going to talk about something you thought was coming in November, but I was like, wait, I know that one is actually coming in November. So we have basically we have four shows that are sort of coming. They have that has basically been confirmed for the you know fourth quarter like four of before the end of the year yeah fourth quarter of 2022 um and that's doctor who great expectations the crown season five and ted lasso uh i think i i am question marking ted lasso i just don't know if they're gonna get it done in time i don't know if they're gonna hold it for the new year or whatever I suspect that Great Expectations will be Christmas because that's yes. what Stephen Knight did. He did a Christmas Carol a couple of years ago. He did like the dark and gritty Christmas Carol, which is honestly like really disturbing. And it was a Christmas release. So my money's on Christmas for Great Expectations. Yeah, I, I'm fully expecting Great Expectations to be late December. Which just as a note to the world, you guys do know that Dickens wrote other things, right? 
Like we don't need another I know. Great expectations. Like we could just do I don't know. Anything else. <laughs> That's um, all. Anyway, so I mean Apple has said that Ted Lasso is booked for the fourth quarter of twenty twenty two. And I am taking them at their word until they announce that they aren't gonna make that. Um so, you know, even even if it ends I I'm, I'm almost afraid what's gonna happen is in order to force that they're gonna release like the first episode like, I don't know, on December twenty ninth or something, just so they could say they did. Um, but honestly, like I'm sort of hoping that's not the case. I'm I, I almost think at this point they should hold it for twenty twenty three. But it's on the list. Um, the Crown. This is the these. You know, we didn't have the Crown last year. Um, and last year they actually said that they were aiming for fourth quarter twenty twenty two. I believe November twenty twenty two was what they said. Um, so we'll be getting our first dose of um, of uh, Emilia Sauton and Jonathan Price and Leslie Manville as the final uh, Elizabeth, Philip, and Margaret. Um, I, I am waiting at this point for Netflix to just basically start with the uh, with the marketing campaign for that, um, which should be starting soon. Because uh, yeah, uh, I, this is going to be big for them. This is basically with the way that they've done it and made five and six. Um, one half of the 90s and the other half of the 90s instead of doing the 90s and the aughts means that we get basically an entire season of of Elizabeth Dibiaki as Diana for season five and then she will die at the beginning of season six and it will and spoilers <laughs> yeah 25 year old spoiler uh -huh. <laughs> I'm sorry if I was in a gas station at a 7-eleven on a Sunday morning and saw she was dead when I was 19 it's not a spoiler <laughs> oh I was standing outside a bar in the middle of the night and that's when somebody told us we we'd gone we'd gone clubbing until three in the morning and we'd collapsed and we all got up to go to Bob and Edith's the next day. Oh, we love Bob and Edith. And I was literally like we were at a gas station and literally my boyfriend at the time came running out with the newspaper screaming at me. I was in <laughs> I was in Charlottesville and I was outside of a club. <laughs> and that is where I heard that. Anyway, more Diana stories when we get to the crown, possibly this year. Yeah. Um. And uh, the and then of course the last one is um Doctor Who, which is coming as part of Who the. Who knows what? Because I don't know if people remember this, but there's like a whole nother special before the Fourteenth Doctor and all those weird spoilers about David Tennant and stuff happen. Like there's a whole end of Jodie Whittaker <laughs> that we have to get through that everybody seems to have just kind of like skipped over in the bin to keep going. Which is just a real shame, in my opinion. But it's it 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 is coming, and it is coming as part of the BBC Centennial. Um, the BBC Centenary basically encompasses from like October, November, December, as far as I understand. And just a it, and I fully expect that. Um, the Doctor Who one will be scheduled for November around November twenty third because that's the uh, that that's the the anniversary date. But it could be earlier. It could be October. It could be later. It could be more like Christmas. Could be later. Could be New Year's Day. I I just <laughs> don't feel. I just don't feel like they're. I think if they don't do it in October, they're going to do it around the anniversary. Yeah, that's just my that's my read. But honestly, like I, I, we don't have a date for that. We just know it's coming, um, and we'll be here for it because we always are. Um, just like we know that Great British Bake Off is coming, but we have no date for it yet. So we know it's coming because you know, and we'll be here for it because we always are. 
or at least I always am because you know bread week is my I favorite. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, except for Paul Hollywood, who, as we all know, I am on record as not like. That's okay. I think I think you and many other people would agree with that. Um, except maybe yeah, Paul Hollywood himself. Um. <laughs> I, I am a little amused that he is actually going to be on the Great American Bake Off reboot that they're doing. Um, right. We already had a Great American Bake Off when the Great British Bake Off first became a big hit over here. It was on ABC, if anybody remembers, and it was Mary Berry who they brought over, and they very much didn't bring Paul. They replaced him with an American. I do not think it is an accident that this second reboot attempt of it not only has Paul, but Prue as well, like they were a package deal. Anyway, um, that is a that, that that's basically the fall as far as as far as I've got covered. Um, anything else that I've anything I've forgotten? Anything I've missed? Uh, I don't think so. Although the thing that the thing that is unfortunate is that even though like the fall television season sort of traditionally is is gearing up as we speak, like because there really isn't a traditional fall television season. I have no idea what's coming to Apple this fall. Mm. They haven't really said anything. No. And there's a weird motorcycle drama with, like, the guy from Sons of Anarchy, and that's, like, all I got. Yeah, like, there's so much stuff that, like, especially for, you know, when we try and do these previews where, like, you know, especially, like, like the where smaller... where's Devil's Hour? I don't know about Amazon either. Where's Devil's Hour? Yeah, these streamers don't announce stuff until much closer and i think it's partly because of the short cycle of entertainment news because it's so quick that they feel like if they announce it too early it will get forgotten about by the time it shows up but that sort of means that when we do these sort of overviews we're flying blind for a lot of the stuff like i don't know what's coming to acorn uh maria doyle kennedy has a show Right, that's true, but that uh, um, that's about. I just love her and want her to thrive. Um, she actually her show is uh recipes for love and murder, um, which is actually it's a South African show, um, which is uh different. Um, usually we get like Australian shows or New Zealand shows on Acorn. This is the first South African one that I can remember coming. Um, and I I don't know if it's any good. I haven't seen the screeners, but I'm I am actually kind of interested in that one. Um. I'll probably watch. I'll probably end up been watching it on like some Saturday. Like, let you guys know. It does feel very in your lane. Well, you know, it's sort of like it's sort of like I finally got around to murder in Provence in August. You know, I'm sure I will vaguely get around to recipes for love and murder by Christmas. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that that that's fall as far as I know. I mean, there are some movies coming too, but um, at this point, it it because it. Because we're in a uh, uh, award season, um, we're 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 a little blind on the on on what big movies are going, what movies are going to be big at this point. They're all still trying to tell us they're big. So, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I do have high hopes for my policeman. Um, I love Emma Corrin and I want her to thrive. Um, I am even going to accept that Harry Styles has decided that he's going to be an actor. If that's what that's what he's going to do. Let him do. Uh, you know what can we do? Um. <laughs> not support his program <laughs> well i mean the thing is it's emma corin though so i'm just i just have to accept oh, harry styles is a thing right if he uh, you know so I, nothing makes me feel quite as old as like harry fandom style so <laughs> as harry styles fandom in women who were roughly about like 10 years younger than me but who are like rabid about it like i support you like what you like be fans of things but i just don't i just feel like i missed the memo 
Well, you know, it's a bit, I, I have to say, I, I, I like him much more now that he's an adult. Um, I really, like, I could never listen to the Jonas Brothers because, like, they were children and that was weird. And now that they're the Jonas Brothers but they're adults, hey, I like that. Some good pop. <laughs> all I know is one of them is married to Sophie Turner. So um, that's yeah, I know. I know. The middle they, one, I think. I don't, I don't know what order they're in. Except that the oldest one is the one who isn't really famous. <laughs> That's all I really know. Okay, this is a sign that we should stop talking because now we are just devolving into things that are not the subject of this podcast. But if you have thoughts on Harry Styles or any of the shows that we have not covered that you think we should cover or that you think that we should cover in coming months, send us an email at televisions at weta.org. Please tell us what we forgot because I'm sure I forgot stuff and I feel really bad about it. Yeah, tell us what you want us to cover. We have regular arguments about what should go on the podcast calendar and it would be nice to have some other input besides just us. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, you guys give us some great classical revisited ideas. I would totally take like regular ideas too. Yeah. Yeah, and we will be, we will be doing classic revisited this fall. Do not worry. We have, the, we have one already planned. <laughs> All right, tell the people where you live on the internet. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. You can find pictures of my very fuzzy cats and their very fuzzy butts on at Annie Bundle on Instagram. I am a staff writer at Elite Daily and the associate editor here at Televisions. And I also freelance around the web. Um, so if you want to know what I wrote about today, just, I don't know, go to my Twitter and see what I've retweeted recently because that's where I retweet all my bad lines. Thanks. Huzzah. I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. And I, like Annie, write a lot here at Televisions and around the entertainment web, but I too always tweet my bylines. So just be my friend. You'll see what I'm working on and you'll probably get some bonus cat pictures at the same time. Uh, the site and the pod are on social media at Tele underscore Visions on Twitter and Televisions blog, all one word on Facebook. You can also listen to this podcast on WETA's YouTube channel at WETA PBS. After I said all that, probably none of you will be surprised to know that we are a product of WETA. And if you like what we do, you can visit us at televisions.org to read more content, give us more clicks, and click on that donate button up top to uh, help us keep making all of this content that we churn out every single day. In doing so, you can also get access to PBS Passport, which I'm just saying, I, I actually blanked out there for a second trying to think of like all the things that are coming to Passport this fall, either as exclusives or just like stuff you can binge early instead of waiting for it to watch to, to be on air. Like you can go watch Annika right now because it's on Passport. Not that I've done that yet, but I could is the point. Uh, greetings again from my closet. Anybody want to play some bets on when I will not be recording, when, when I will actually record in a space that is meant for recording and instead of space that is meant for other things? Uh, thank you for bearing with me. If anything sounds weird or different or wonky or strange, just blame my house. Hey, listen, and the cats haven't walked into that closet yet. I know. I'm actually like, I'm actually really shocked <laughs> because the door doesn't close all the way because my contractor hasn't fixed it yet. So I don't know. They're being very good boys. Good job, Baker and Hammer. And on that note, everybody, uh, I don't know, go have a pumpkin spice latte, get in the mood for fall, and tell us what you want us to talk about in this glut of content headed our way. As always, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, be nice to a stranger. It's rough out there. This is a weird time. Let's make it a little bit better if we can. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>